I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for everything and anything related to YouTube. We're back. Ooh, episode two. Episode two, after a week hiatus. Yeah, it was a nice so, week. It was a nice <laughs> week. It was uh, school, just starting back up, not allowing us to really do anything that we ever wanted to do with our lives. All right, all right. <laughs> it's great stuff. Probably. Although I will say, this week has been surprisingly productive, considering... I've actually managed to get more stuff done this week than when I was off for summer and had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, well, not all the weeks, obviously, but there were weeks in summer where I just sort of relaxed and did nothing. So right. weirdly enough, like being back in school kind of got me into that schedule of like, oh, I kind of need to do shit because <laughs> I'm not going to have as much time. That uh, makes sense. Kind of a structure to your life. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, it's been kind of nice in that way. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But I'm sure that shit will wear off as the year gets harder, so don't expect <laughs> that to be a trend. But for I now. Can, uh, I mean, I guess we'll just go just jump right into our weeks, and I guess the last two weeks we'll talk about it. Um, Segway. You know, I, I get you completely. I've been the opposite, though. I've just been kind of lazy about some things because <laughs> I'm so tired. Sure. Sure. It's been rough. Yeah. It, it, do you just like get the school stuff done and then just sort of crash for a while or do you oh, like man. try to do both and then crash? I've watched so much family guy in the last two weeks. <laughs> nice. Cause like I, I'll, um, so I get some of my stuff done while I'm working in the library and then oh, yeah. I, I, I just have so much class and rehearsals and stuff throughout the day that I end up doing some of my work at night. So then I end up taking a nap throughout part of the day or if I get really tired, I just end up sitting back and watching some TV, which I typically never do, but I've just been kind of wanting to relax more lately. And What a perfect crazy. time to start. But <laughs> the best, the best time. You start a brand new channel. You've got sure. a website to work on that you haven't touched in like a month. School, band. School, band, just everything. You know what? Now would be the time to Let's catch, catch up, up on, on Family, family Guy. guy. <laughs> Right now. That's yeah, fair. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm pretty sure um, I got shit already due that I've held off in favor <laughs> of doing. Oh, just yeah. I mean, relaxing I, or other things. I've already missed a homework assignment. <laughs> like, yeah. there's been a couple of things that I just haven't taken care of. Yeah, no, it is what it is. Well, to be fair, I did have a good excuse for uh, Thursday in that. We've been dealing with some Harvey depression shit. Mm. So, like, all the wind and storms from Texas have kind of been moving their way up. And, of course, West Tennessee is, like, directly in that line of sight. Right. Uh, so, Thursday, I had to literally miss a uh, a day. And so, now I'm already behind. And it turns out, hey, that teacher is, like, really on the nose or whatever and really Ooh. sticks to his schedule. Yeah. <sighs> So I'm going to have to be reading over some PowerPoints and trying to catch up on whatever I missed. And considering the fact that it's geology, I can't really just BS my way through it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So I've missed a couple of classes already because of migraines and stuff. So it's it's great. <laughs> right. Good little start. Strong. Great start to my senior year. Um, yeah. So YouTube, what what's, right. what's been happening with you for YouTube last couple of weeks? 
The stuff you actually care about. <laughs> yeah, fuck your life, I know. dude. I just want to hear about YouTube statistics and analytics and stuff. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. College is super interesting to you guys, but uh, we're gonna have to unfortunately change subjects to boring oh, old YouTube. Oh, uh, so this includes uh, last week and the week before, correct? We're yeah, just doing a, a two week deal. All right. Yeah, I guess so. So I'll start there. Um, I did some streams with Ethan. I did uh, two Pokemon Emerald ones. And the first one did really well. It did about 257 views, mm-hmm. which isn't too bad for a seven-hour stream. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of a peak. Uh, and then the next couple of days, I spent uh, re-editing, re-rendering, and re-uploading a stream that had gone down because of a three-second little copyright claim deal <laughs> of course. from a shitty song on a Flash game of all things. Like, it wasn't Shovel Knight, it wasn't Sonic Dreams, it wasn't even Naruto Online. It was a mini little Flash game that I played called Can Your Pet or whatever, and at the very end, there's oh, this little yeah, country yeah, yeah. song. There's mm. this little country song that plays, and that's what hit me with it. So yeah. I'm like, I'd already tried fighting against it, and clearly that wasn't going to work out. So I just edited that little 30-second bit with it, re-rendered it, re-uploaded it and that took away two days uh i finished out the monthly battle league series that stuff is finally done for now which is great i'm nearing the end of the mario world lp i got about two or three more episodes of that and then i'm done and then uh this past week has been dedicated to me doing a uh mega man x sort of remaster i did a playthrough of mega man x way back uh, that started out pretty strong. The first three episodes were good, but episodes four through seven in particular had really bad commentary, audio, gameplay. And I thought, you know what? I can do better. And since this past week has been the first week of school, what better time than now to go ahead and get them out? Uh, so yeah, I did those, and they turned out really well. I also re-uploaded the finale, edited out about 30 minutes of unnecessary footage, timed a few things up, got rid of some copyright shenanigans with that. So yeah, I pretty much fixed <laughs> I pretty much fixed half of my older LP out of nowhere. Nice. Uh, but but people seem to watch them and enjoy them. So that's been my two weeks. Not bad overall. Just getting a lot that's of minor stuff done, really. Filling in holes. Yeah. What about cool. you? Well, I uh, I started a YouTube channel about three weeks ago. And I had oh, about really? two weeks. Yeah. Had about two What's weeks it called? Of, uh, I haven't um, heard of it's, it. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, a... <laughs> a channel um it's called kid family friendly let's plays <laughs> oh boy Fun let's plays for kids no dude sounds like uh, a market right i right, right. gonna get some uh, uh get some good youtube ad revenue um no mm-hmm. but uh started the channel what really started like schedule was really good for like two weeks and then this past two weeks schedule's just been complete shit <laughs> And I'm trying to get back on top of things. I'm kind of like not uploading everything at the right time that I want to upload it. Um, sure. Still getting certain videos out on the right days, but um, I've missed a couple of recap podcasts. I've met, we missed a week of Lions Honor. We missed a week of this podcast just because of school and everything. But I've recapped the last two Final Destination movies, so I got that done, which is nice. Yeah. Um. So far, the Rick and Morty videos have been out every week, like they're supposed to. And nice. I started the Let's Plays back up on the other channel, so that's cool. There you go. Yeah. So it seems like both you and me sort of, we're finishing projects that we've been 
wanting to finish for a while. Yeah. And then we finally got him done, which is super satisfying, nice. by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, you oh, want to yeah. talk about so nice. the most satisfactory moments of, like, having a YouTube channel. It's when you've been working on a series for such a long time. And when it finally reaches its end, you can kind of look back on it and be like, oh, hey, I did that. <laughs> I did this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately it's, move on to the next thing. <laughs> it's really cool to see like an entire movie franchise that I've recapped and reviewed. Like that's sure. really, really satisfying. And then I have this retrospective like podcasting coming out this week that'll kind of end that, which will be really nice. Kind of like Today. a little bonus episode. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. But yeah, um... That was my two weeks. I, I decided not to do vlogs on this channel, but I'm oh, going to yeah. try to, um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do with, with that. Um, I'm going to try to do more creative thought pieces with the camera, try to get more into cinematography that way. And then I've got a creator spotlight series that I'm adding to the, the docket. So... Sounds interesting. Interesting <laughs> stuff ahead, <laughs> for sure. Right. Um, Nintendo History will be out in the next two weeks, so that'll be cool too. Oh wow! Yeah, it's yeah. getting closer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Still trying to figure out what I want to replace with my Friday slot. Yeah. Usually, I have like just a random series on Friday, and now that the monthly Valley stuff is over, I'm like, oh, what do I what do I bring back? <laughs> mm, you should do expert reviews. Episode three, yeah, finally the long awaited. Episode yeah. three. See, <laughs> I think it's weird because mm. like expert reviews and like Nintendo the history are kind of in a similar spot where they're both like the start of these two channels or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what we look back on. But like, mm-hmm. clearly, you have a lot more fondness for Nintendo the history than I do the two expert reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's like fair. I don't really care that much about the legacy of it. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, Nintendo history, let's go. It's know? gonna happen. It's gonna fucking right. happen. Sure. Um have you had any challenges in the last couple of weeks besides school starting, or is it just Um I mean school is okay for the most part. I feel like geology is probably gonna suck. Uh I just in terms like of YouTube. Right. Just in general, any science uh, yeah. isn't nice in college. But uh in terms of YouTube stuff, I mean I'm glad I finished the Mega Man X thing. I'm glad I finished this other series. Mario World's fixing to be done in a bit, so I'm going to have to try and uh, make room uh, for all these series that are going. A lot of people are uh, asking me to do a blind playthrough of maybe like a modern game or something like that, which will be interesting. That'd be cool. So I might do that. I don't know. I got like a billion PS4 and PS3 games laying around that just haven't been played. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Whatever. That. Yeah. I spent a good bit of today editing a midnight vlog about sonic once again so <laughs> can't wait for that video to come out because at well, the very least even if my opinions are wrong it's gonna be visually interesting so that should be nice <laughs> that's good you'll you'll at least have one excited viewer sure yeah <laughs> Jaden, so. gosh dang nudster yeah exactly what a savage um so yeah oh, uh, i need to get a freaking t-shirt done Cause you and Jay keep posting shit in Discord. <laughs> oh hey, and look at all this t-shirt now. merch. And I'm like, yeah. I could so do that in a day if I actually spent the time and did it, but I haven't. Right. 
This yeah. podcast is brought to you by Zack Snyder oh, Productions boy. merchandise. Please check oh, out the boy. link in the description box below for t-shirts, wall scrolls, <laughs> wall scrolls, <laughs> cell phone cases, and coffee mugs. Damn. You can Best even buy your up. child a onesie. <laughs> There's a fucking onesie <laughs> sure. that you can get with my face on it now. Sure. I mean, oh, kids are starting uh, younger each day with the Let's Plays, so, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta start them off right. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta give them that. <laughs> even though, even though the Zack Snyder Productions one has nothing to do with Let's Plays, just, <laughs> just go ahead and... Nothing. No. We'll <laughs> see what will inevitably one. happen, right? I'll give it, like, a few months, Zack Snyder Productions will have more subscribers than Subijian Games, and it's like, oh boy, let's get my, let's get my Let's Plays more views. Boom. <laughs> wow. Nah, that's not gonna happen. What a gosh diggity dang savage. But I yeah. did want to talk about Let's Plays briefly, if you don't mind. Sure, um, go ahead. Because there was recent news about YouTube's newer algorithm and stuff. So a uh, new wave of the adpocalypse, if you will. More, Some companies are coming back to YouTube. A lot of them are, actually, to bring ad revenue to creators, which is great. Except for the fact that a lot of Let's Players, a lot of gaming channels are getting hit even worse than before to where a lot of their game videos are just getting hit as not monetizable friendly because of the game they're playing or something in the title or whatever it may be. And so gaming channels could be like the new animation channels. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Which I guess would kind of like make sense in the grand scheme of things. Cause like, animation channels sort of started out small and then they had a big uptick in popularity because of the algorithm shift and then they kind of died down with a new change and it's almost as if let's plays are following that similar cycle where they were small had their peak and are now starting to hit the bottom trend and you gotta wonder if like this will be the nail in the coffin i don't think it will be i I, I still Mm -hmm. think they'll probably go for a while and i still even think uh even if Let's Plays go, I'm sure there's going to be other ways you can work around making gaming videos that are advertiser-friendly, whether they're reviews or yeah. live streams or whatever. Or people could just move to Twitch, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's that too. That's an option as well. I'm almost... I'm oddly excited about this in a really weird way. Because the way I'm thinking it is... This is going to stop a lot of Let's Players from Let's Playing just because they they were doing it for the money or something like that. So if they're not like really enjoying it as much, then they're going to just stop doing it. Sure. Which means that, you know, like I've said it before, like even though I'm doing these bigger projects and stuff, like I still like doing it. So I'm still going to be doing Let's Plays. Um, so I'm almost wondering if fewer people are going to be doing full-on Let's Plays, which, I mean, it's been like that for a little while now. Um, And it's going to kind of take this oversaturated market and make it not so saturated. Yeah, it could almost even be going underground, almost. Where it just sort of, like, it has to be where it started, you know? Started up as a sort of, like, small grassroots thing, and now it's going back to that. I don't know if people are going to stop doing it because the money isn't there or if they're just going to adapt. I think the way I looked at it is that, like, unless you were sort of a bigger channel, Let's Plays weren't making you money anyway. Right, so I don't know. True. 
I don't know if this was going to be enough to stop somebody to simply do it from the greed aspect. I mean, you would have to be... You wouldn't even necessarily need to be big. You would have to be bigger than a small channel that you were making money on it, but not too big to where you were successful enough to be making money off of other things. Like, you would have had to have been right in the middle ground. Right. Been strictly a Let's Play channel, only doing it for financial gain, which will mm -hmm. hit a good bit of people. Yeah. Um, but I don't think big numbers. Right. Maybe. Maybe I'm over exaggerating that. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see how it's going to change the uh, the gaming layout. And I mean, in my own experience, I don't even watch that much gaming content anymore. Sure. Because I work on my own stuff, and even then. The majority of my content now isn't even gaming, which is weird. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, hopefully we get more news and development on that. We can sort of talk about it more, but yeah. always interesting stuff as far as that algorithm is concerned and what it's doing and what it's changing and such. Yeah. Whew. So, uh, Main let's get topic. on to our... our our main topic boy uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it really I mean I, I guess I kind of do but I want to see your attempt to, <laughs> to try All to right. so here's my attempt to explain our main topic today okay go for it it's 4.30 in the morning we're tired mm -hmm. boys and we yeah. don't want to talk about anything too analytical because we could be wrong sure so we're going to talk about our experience on YouTube yeah you know. yeah so uh <laughs> We yeah. might not be like a, a super like in-depth detail episode or even practical because our experiences <laughs> are, are different compared to other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. What you're going to get here is just sort of two bitter YouTubers talking late at night on a Labor Day. <laughs> Basically. About, what's, about what happened to us and how newer YouTubers have it better. <laughs> Back in my day, we had... Uh... Or older, Go with depending. three different thumbnail options. All right. So I guess we're going to just talk about, like, I don't know. This one might be interesting. This might be, like, you might get to know a little bit more about me and Zach as people rather than just, like, practical YouTube stuff, which for some people that would be really interesting. Others, maybe not so much. Right. Uh, but it should be cool. Yeah. yeah. It should be cool. All right, you take it away. You can start this little shindig because I don't know where to start. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we gotta. That's that's gonna be the fun part of this is like we don't really have an outline for this, so it's gonna be like all momentum based. Like anything yeah. I bring up, Zach just kind of has to like bounce off of. Yeah, which should be which should be fairly funny <laughs> depending on where it leads. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay, Mister Mister Beach. Yeah. Mr. Productions copycat. Productions, <laughs> name yeah. <laughs> Your name stealer. Oh, yeah. I'll start it off with a question for you. Okay. Uh, who, were, who were your inspirations in terms of Ooh. content creating? That's it doesn't have to be strictly YouTube, That's but cool. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Um. So I guess I got my roots as a creator in music. And so growing up, I listened to a lot of music. My dad played a lot of music for me. My dad sang a lot of music for me. Um, so like first inspirations was like Elvis Presley. I listened to him a lot as a kid. And then a couple of contemporary Christian rock bands. So that kind of got me, <laughs> that kind of got me towards music. And then um, 
as I had got into playing music, uh, I started, I'd, I'd always had a knack for like doing a lot of different creative things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I really loved art back in like elementary school. I would draw a lot. I still draw every once in a while. I really liked writing stuff. Um, so my papers in school, I always liked doing, I have had like book ideas in the past and that kind of stuff. So it's always been like something creative. And then when I got to watching YouTube, um, it was, it was a mix between Nintendo Capri Sun, uh, for like commentary aspects of like creating stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray William Johnson. I watched a lot of him back <laughs> in like early high school. And uh, I mean, it was it was really those two creators, ironically enough, that kind mm-hmm. of got me pushed into like trying out YouTube. And so, yeah, right. almost a mismatch, if you will, like not okay. the they're not similar. They're not similar right. people. They're very, uh, right. very different and unique. I'm picturing a version of Zack Snyder Productions where recap is just a series where you cover hardcore Christian rock music. <laughs> <laughs> And give and give your rating scale on a scale of uh, one to five uh, crosses, and then you just <laughs> one to godly. One brain. to godly. One to godly. <laughs> this track here is, is real spiritual. I have to give it a, a four. I give this one a hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a reality now. <laughs> Don't tempt me. We've done exactly. this before. <laughs> Yeah, this is where oh, all the dumb man. ideas come this out. Where all the dumb ideas come out. I still have a lot of them written down. <laughs> That's how you know he's legit. He's writing them down. He's considering writing them down. Yeah. That's how oh, it yeah. goes. Uh, <laughs> as far as uh, I'm concerned, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. It didn't really grow from a, a, a music perspective. Mm-hmm. But I noticed a lot of the time uh, that I was very much from a young age I like talking and I like uh, performing not in front of people per se but mainly my parents or whatever right. just sort of like trying to make them laugh or whatever just try to like get all the attention and then you know when I when I had a brother or or a younger brother Ethan mm-hmm. who is a year younger than me I think he's yeah he's 18 now anyway <laughs> <laughs> wow so I was a couple, I'm a couple of years older than him, point being. And so they, my parents have told me this story multiple times is that for whatever reason, Ethan would not talk a whole lot. And the reason behind that was like, anytime Ethan had quote unquote something to say, I would say it for him. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, uh, Ethan wants you to go ahead and, you know, give me some ice cream or whatever. Or Ethan wants you to like, you know, he would never say anything. So I would just mm. <laughs> I would just take advantage of it the entire time. <laughs> and so that sort of grew into uh, almost into a love of being on camera. We went through a lot of like webcams and stuff like that. Uh, and I even got one of those little flip cameras or whatever back when those were popular and did little stupid uh, Dr. Phil skits where I was like a fake version of Dr. Phil and Ethan oh, would man. end up being like a patient or whatever, but it was really stupid, <laughs> you know, but eh, we didn't care. Um, and then from there, you know, it wasn't even a start on YouTube necessarily. Actually, one of the first sites I went to was a site called Animasher. 
And basically hmm. what it was, it was a little animation website. And what you would do, you would put in uh, images and then the actual animation you would do would just be you moving, <laughs> moving the images. So like you would take your <laughs> mouse and drag them around or whatever. That's great. Uh, yeah, it was pretty basic, but like you could do things like get background music or add your own vocals if you wanted to, which I never did because I uh-huh. sounded like a cringy kid. But that was sort of the start, right? And that sort of taught me a lot about editing and setting up scenes and even writing a bunch of shitty dialogue. Uh, and yeah, that sort of moved on to other sites like a Splutter, which was about game making, and I made a couple of little games there. And as far as YouTube was concerned, uh, a lot of the same people, people like Nintendo Capri Sun, uh, Clement, a lot of lot of talented people as far as that's concerned. Let's mm. Playing was just so interesting at the time, and you're like... Right. You know, it, it was one thing to see people, like, playing a game and just having it be a walkthrough, but it was a totally different deal to hear someone's voice coming through it. Yeah. Being like, whoa, he's actually talking over this, and then sometimes it was live, and sometimes you'd be more interested in the commentator than you ever were the game. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Know. And it was how I got introduced to so many games. I think the first time I saw the classic Mega Man series was through uh, Nintendo Capri Sun's Let's Plays and stuff, and, you know... That eventually yeah. led to Brawl trailers, and then I got Brawl, and then that sort of spiraled into a love of video game collecting, and, you know, I had made multiple channels where I, where even I was trying to do, like, shitty Let's Plays with, like, a dazzle and, like, really <laughs> bad audio quality and technical issues out the wazoo and working for other sites and such. So, yeah, that, that drive never really left, you know, even if it had its low points, I was always making something. Even right. if it wasn't videos, but something. So, cool. I um, you, you said something that kind of struck a chord with me because I completely forgot about it till now. You said something about like recording like shitty Doctor Phil skits and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. um distinctly remember when I was in elementary school, maybe I, I believe I was in elementary school. Um, when I would spend more time playing with my younger siblings before they could just kind of became little assholes. <laughs> um, I uh, I had got this, or I guess this was middle school. Maybe this was middle school. Anyways, I had a uh, MP3 player that allowed me to like record on it. Oh boy. And I actually like recorded these like stupid little talk shows with like my sister and my brother. Right. Back then. Yeah. And I completely forgot about this. Just thought about it though. But yeah. Like, I sure. wish I had access to it because, oh, boy, I bet those were bad. But, yeah, like, I, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. And I enjoyed, like, talking about things. And Yeah. So, yeah, but- I feel like the thing the thing that I love about YouTube so much is that I can kind of take all these different kind of talents and interests that I have and mold it into something, like, real that people can enjoy. Sure. Sure. It. It's definitely a platform where, like, if you have an, a creative idea or whatever and you want to get it out in video form and audio form or whatever, you know, if you have the ambition and will to make it, then you can post it, right? Like, exactly. Nothing's physically stopping you other than yourself. And so it really allows you to put sort of like your creative skill to the test and see what you can come up with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the early days, it was never about like getting stuff seen. Because, like, mm-hmm. the only people I would really show those Dr. Phil skits to were, like, my brother Ethan and then my parents, if they would tolerate them. Uh, right. But, you know, the, 
back then it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to put these on YouTube or whatever, you know? Like, mm. back in those days, it was simply just having fun and just sort of, like, sort of creatively expressing yourself in a way. And I think that's really cool to have at a young age. Uh, and it's definitely sort of shaped who I ended up being later on. In fact, I remember another story around fourth grade or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this happens because it was it was weird. But basically, uh, me, uh, my brother, and another person were, were, sort of did like little plays or whatever. <laughs> okay. And so we came up with like a little cast of characters. One of them, Ethan, was a penguin named Kevin, I believe. Nice. Which was based off of a, a show of a of a similar name. I don't remember. And then <laughs> I was a different character, and this other one was. And they would just go on like really dumb and stupid adventures. <laughs> and then what we would have people do is just like, whenever we had a break in class, is just have people watch them for ten minutes because usually we'd have a break. You know, everybody was sort of hanging out, and then we'd get up in front of it and just sort of recite it. And you know, that was always pretty interesting because like. Usually people didn't remember the lines, so it was a lot of improving back and forth. And again, they were probably awful, but mm. you know, even then, even then, like that was my first year at that school. We had moved the year before, and here I am, just <laughs> pretty much exposing myself to a bunch of other people doing really stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's what I wanted to do, and there are plenty of different stories like that. Almost any talent show that they had, I went to and participated in some form or another. Never doing well. Uh, but always just doing stupid stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I also remember at some point I wanted to create a children's educational TV show. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't quite get into exactly how it would be, but I do remember there being a lion as the main character. <laughs> <laughs> if that has anything to do with anything but yeah so i mean like today if i really wanted to because like i still like to draw every once in a while i could create a children's educational program for youtube sure but just don't it's kind of want to do that weird. Right sure i think it's kind of weird to think about like the only thing that's changed from back then to now is that now we have an audience to sort of share that with you know mm-hmm yeah because back then it was you know like i mentioned earlier your friends uh, your siblings your parents maybe if they you know dealed with it yeah but now in like the age of youtube is like oh if i have an idea and i put my work into it the people uh some way or another are gonna see it you know and that's exciting to it sort is. of get like active feedback on that and to sort of improve from there and of almost sort of form a little fan base off of it it's very very interesting mm-hmm and I like that YouTube's been able to offer that. So I'm kind of curious um, in terms of this with you, but when I first started YouTube, I didn't really think about viewers. I didn't think about subscribers or comments or anything like that. I And this is when I was starting to do music stuff. I just kind of wanted to record stuff, wanted to create things. So I just made videos and uploaded them, um, sometimes with a little bit of thought, most of the time with not a whole lot of thought put into them, but they were just things that I really enjoyed doing. And so I just like put them up there and it's, it's interesting because now, you know, I'm looking at my YouTube analytics like every day, you know, I'm trying to see what am I doing? Right. What am I doing wrong? 
Um, mm-hmm. But like, if I go back and look at the views on my old music videos, like they didn't do bad. Like I had like some of them that got over 500 views, some over a thousand views. Like they were, you know, they did pretty well. Um, so it's, I'm, I think it's mainly just like the old YouTube climate that was that it was back then but i'm curious back when you first started what were your first what were you first like starting for what were you making videos for uh well it's kind of hard because a lot of them are deleted i remember a lot of them were lps and that was simply based off the fact of like oh other people are doing it that sounds really cool and really fun Hmm. uh and so we wanted to do them but of course that didn't work out And there was just kind of a period then um, where it was sort of dead for a while. Hmm. And weirdly enough, almost every attempt since, and even now to a certain extent, uh, every time I got active on YouTube, it was with the guarantee that I knew somebody would watch it. Um, Okay. The first time was the uh, little Sploder show one. Uh I was like, hey, I'm going to make videos for this uh, online community or whatever. And, you know, I would still putting a lot of work in all of them and having them posted out sometimes even daily for a good stretch. There were a couple of episodes that came out day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing about those that was so rewarding was having this online community where there weren't a lot of video makers at the time, where there wasn't a lot of competition to stack up to where people were barely making any content about the site whatsoever to just right. sort of be like, Oh, Hey, look at me, my little niche self kind of <laughs> having a, having a group of people to watch. And then after that, there was another time where uh, I was joining a group Let's Play channel. So really not much happened on my channel, but I was Mm -hmm. making videos for another channel because, again, that older channel had an audience. And I'm like, oh, hey, if I make LP videos, I can get people to watch them or whatever. Right. Uh, Blue Cash Productions was a bit different in that originally I didn't even know what I wanted to do with it. And there wasn't really an audience that I was guaranteed to get, per se. Right. Uh, because like expert reviews isn't exactly the thing that's like guaranteed to go over well, <laughs> you know, that, that's fair <laughs> at the best. A couple of people like it and find it funny and they're willing to stick around with me until I can improve the formula at best. <laughs> yeah. At worst, they see this really cringy video report it and like I'm taken down all together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gotta go. But so blue catch productions was a bit interesting in that I was sort of figuring out what I wanted and, uh, Sort of what ended up working was the streaming and the variety of content. And now, like, I'm to the point now where I'm not big per se. I'm like, what, 274 subs? It's not like a big number or anything. Mm-hmm. But I feel very comfortable in the fact that I can put out whatever I want and that I'll have people watch it. Because before it was like, I can only post a certain type of video, otherwise it won't be seen because I'm too small, because it's not going to get noticed, because I'm not going to have any ambition to work on it. Now on Blue Couch Productions, if I want to start a random series tomorrow that I enjoy making, like, who cares if it doesn't do well? Because I have, like, three or four other ones that I know will. Um, So I've almost reached a nice balance with Blue Couch Productions in terms of what I'm able to do creatively, while also appeasing the audience that I have. So, yeah, it's been nice. But it, it took a long time to get to that point is what I'm getting oh, at. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, no, of course. Sure. I think, yeah, I think it is nice. Um, we tend to forget as creators that, you know, even those videos that have a few views, like even if it has three views, like 
most likely one of those people watched your video. Sure. Especially if you have subscribers, if you have dedicated people that are watching your stuff, like somebody watched it. Like that's a person that sat down, took the time to actually spend, you know, instead of doing whatever else they could have done, they, they watched your video. And it's kind of hard to forget or it's kind of hard to remember that sometimes. Sure. So keeping that in perspective can be, can be really good. It can really help. Even you. now I feel like I'm smaller than I actually am, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for you know, sure. I, I still feel like I'm in the days of like the less than 50 when it, I'm obviously not, you know, the, I didn't have as many comments I had when I was at 50 or likes mm -hmm. or views watch, but you know, I, I'm still kind of in that, in that mindset a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be a little bit tough to actually sort of be proud of what you've accomplished just because like in the grand scheme of things, 200 isn't really that different from 100 and 100 isn't that different from 50, you know, like things mm -hmm. don't really change a whole lot until you start reaching like a thousand. And even then a lot of the thousand sub marks are sort of similar to each other. So That's it, true. it can, it can be tough sometimes and even a bit demoralizing depending. Yeah. I found I found YouTube to be one of those things where once you start getting into it, it can very easily just kind of become your life sure. so much and, and for the good and for the bad, you know? Right, right. And Definitely think, a give and take there. Yeah, I think over the last like eight like over like the last year, I really kind of felt that. Um kind of it just slowly but surely taking over my life for for like there's a lot of good reasons and then there's a the couple of negative reasons that come with it so i just think that's kind of interesting sure and it's it's a weird thing uh to wake up being out of high school and currently in college or whatever mm -hmm. and when i wake up i'm not thinking about college i'm not thinking about the fact that i need a job i'm not thinking about the fact of like where am i going to be in a couple of years or whatever mm -hmm. i'm thinking what do i need to post today <laughs> right yeah, like no for do sure. i have a video tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> for some people can be like that sounds incredibly petty and to a certain extent it is i mean yeah. it's important to remember you kind of need to also have a life uh <laughs> in some yeah. small part uh but i'm serious i'm serious though uh Oftentimes I wake up having a, an idea in mind or a video that I need to get done. And even when I'm working on it, I'm still excited to work on it. It's still fun to work on it. It's not like it's a slog. It's not like it's one of those things where like I signed up for a class and now I have to do it and I have right. to sit down and work on it and it's not going to be a good time. YouTube, on the other hand, is like, yeah, I signed up for it. Yeah, it's going to take a good bit of time. But goddamn, am I going to enjoy every second of it from, exactly. <laughs> from creating, editing, uh, rendering, uploading, and then repeating that cycle and seeing how the video is received. It's just so yeah. satisfying uh, uploading another video. Sure. And uh, that's what I, I guess that's why that's why I continue doing it. That's why I let it take over my life almost um, mm -hmm. because it's something that I just enjoy so much. Like you said, like I wake up whatever time of the day it is, depending on the previous day. Um, but I wake up and it's like the first thing I'm thinking of, like, what do I need to do today to make sure that I'm on the right track? Um, and 
I've been trying to, I, I'm trying to this last year of college for me to make sure that I'm spending time with friends first and foremost, and then making sure I don't fail college. Like that's important. Um, <laughs> not that I'm like, I'm not a terrible student, but I know that the degree I'm getting for college is not going to be what I'm doing. And it's not that important in the grand scheme of things, but I still need to get the degree. So, sure. um, so with those kind of things in perspective, you know, making sure I'm spending some time with the family when I need to and, uh, taking care of personal, you know, just things in life. Um, with that, those out of the way, the next main priority for me is, you know, YouTube videos, what do I got to get done today? All right. In some form or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think oftentimes people look at uh, YouTubers and they can look at it one of two ways of being like, oh, it's not a real job, which we've talked about that perspective a thousand times before. Yeah. And we probably will. Uh, but another way I actually see it, sort of the reverse into that is like, oh, you're a slave to your job. Yeah. You know? you like work so much on YouTube that it's almost like consuming you to the point. Uh, but again, I think, I think it's important to remember we signed up for it. And at any point, you know, we're still at the stage where we can walk away <laughs> and come back, you know, it, are, are you ever jealous of non YouTubers? Uh, in some aspects. Okay. In some aspects, I definitely am mm. because uh, mainly time, really. They have a lot yeah. more time for other things in general, uh, whether it's eating out or hanging out with friends or making more money because <laughs> yeah. they have extra hours for their job or maybe studying a bit more on an assignment. You know, like typically their afternoons are, are pretty free for the most part, uh, unless you're Dark Light Dreamer, in which case, you know, yeah, you, you never are. <laughs> yeah. I feel but, uh, like still, yeah. I've always been busy. I've always been a busy person no matter what I'm doing. So I feel like I would still be fairly busy. But uh even if I wasn't doing YouTube, but it is one of those things where like one of my roommates last year who graduated, um I you know, I'd come back to my apartment and like he'd be there playing his PlayStation 4. And then I'd go to bed and I'd wake up the next day and I'd go to class. I'd come back. He's playing a game. And then it's the weekend. Yo, he's playing a game. I'm like, that's really cool. Like he's just, you know, like he's taking, it's his senior year. He's getting his classes taken care of doing what he's got to do with band and stuff. But other than that, like he's got all this free time. And so like part of me gets, gets a little jealous of it. Cause I'm like, you know, like that'd be nice to actually have, free time but then it is you know like we have free time we're just using it just to do something right. else right it's not like we were given less hours <laughs> in the day or anything right know? we all have 24 uh just yeah. depends on on how you use them and sort of how you go about it mm. which is just true altogether. i want to i want to kind of tie it back in because we're both going through college right now mm-hmm if for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't know where you were at, uh, for graduating senior year of high school. Yeah. And you had known that you wanted to do YouTube. Hmm. 
and everything else was the same, mm. would you have done it differently than you have now? Or would you go the same path? Tough hypothetical, I, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> so I, I, I've been thinking about this lately because I've talked a lot of shit about college over the last year, year and a half, mm-hmm. um, for various different reasons. Mainly it's just because, you know, what I want to do cannot be taught in conventional college. I'm getting a degree that's not going to be able to get me a job after college. And, you know, like right now it's just a bunch of extra work that I just got to get through just because I signed up for it. Um, so I've talked a lot of shit about it, but then I also have reminded myself lately, oh yeah, I also met all these awesome people in college that are my friends now. And I've had all these experiences. I mean, I, I fucking went to Japan because of college. You know, it's like there's all these things that I would not have if I had done it differently. So I think what I would have done differently is um, I wouldn't have taken college as seriously starting off. I'd still take it, you know, semi seriously because you're you're supposed to, right? But I wouldn't sure. I wouldn't take it so serious. I wouldn't have done music education as my first major because I knew I know now that's not what I want to do. So I would have um I would have taken care of a lot of requirements early on when I had time. And I would have spent even more time on the YouTube stuff early on in my college career because I didn't when I came here. Like I worked a good bit my freshman year on videos, but I still kind of put it a little bit on the back burner. And then most of my sophomore and junior year, I kind of had these weird hiatuses where I just didn't do as much. So I think I would have worked even harder on that kind of stuff um, as well. Maybe it, I'm kind of thinking back as like, maybe that wasn't exactly a great question Mm -hmm. to ask. I get you. Because like, from what I'm hearing from you, it's like, Oh man, I wish I had known this thing, uh, back then, but you wouldn't have known about it had you not done it. Right. Right. So it's almost, so it's almost like, well, in a way, you know, without college, I never would have came to this understanding or realization in the first place, which is kind of, which is kind (laughs) of cool and kind of unique. Uh, definitely. It's one of those so things. There's value there. Right. It's one of those things where college has still been valuable to me. And it's one of those things where like a few months ago, I would have been like, I would have told somebody going out of high school that if they aren't planning on doing a conventional or a traditional career, they shouldn't go to college. They should just work on their own stuff. But then I I came to realize that, you know, there's experiences, there's people, and then there's the outcome of knowing whether what you came to college for or what you didn't come to college for works or doesn't work for you. Sure. So I still think it's very valuable to just about anybody as long as they're not spending a shit ton of money to go, you know. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Fair point. Money definitely plays a big aspect into it. Yeah, like I got lucky to have scholarships, so I'm not going to I'm gonna have a couple of loans that I have to take care of after college, but it's not an astronomical amount. Um, so my risks were not as 
heavy as they could have been. I'm in a bit of a different scenario where I've only done a year. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, the start of the second year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I've been very down on it since the beginning. Right. Really. Uh, even, even so much senior year of high school, just simply due to the fact how big they were pushing it. Right. It's sort of like what conventional wisdom tells you and like what you read up about like, Oh, college really isn't worth it. If you look at it from this perspective or that perspective or whatever, Mm -hmm. for me, um, be careful of how I word this for me. It almost like wasn't the classes in particular. Uh, the main reason I was excited about college or what excitement I had senior year of high school, uh, it was a chance to get out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's not to say like, I'm not in an abusive household or whatever, you know, I'm not getting picked on or whatever. Right, I don't right. hate my home or anything. Uh, but like, I've always been in the mind, like, man, wouldn't it be great to like to have my own place or to sort of live out or even if it failed to sort of have that experience and to sort of learn what it takes to be out by yourself. Like I was waiting for that so hard. Right. I was waiting. I was waiting to get challenged on that aspect where, where sort of everything would have been thrown at me and seeing like how well I would have done overall. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of imagine how much of a downer it was to sort of go into community college where you're doing classes that are easier than the ones you were doing senior year in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it felt, it felt like 13th grade, you know, and that's, absolutely not what i wanted you know the only reason i was putting up with high school was just because like you're legally supposed to do it right but here i am i've i've signed myself up for literally a couple more years of it and to be fair i'm not gonna be in this one location forever eventually i'm I'm gonna move out uh man you know a lot of a lot of that mysticism and hype were kind of killed out the door (laughs) yeah well yeah it's and i mean you went to community college I would suggest, you know, in terms of college to try to go to a four year um, so that you can get some of those things, like you said, kind of like that freedom, that kind of, you know, that experience of living on your own, that kind of stuff. Um, Now, of course, that can be hard for certain people and for certain situations, which I imagine it was for you. Um, So I get you. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't know. You know, that, that was sort of the aspect. I think the thing is for me and where my like disconnect comes with college is that I'm very much of the mindset. Um, I learned by experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, the best way that I learn how to do things is by myself doing it. And then either failing at it or doing well. If I do well, then I know to continue to risk and try new things and continue to push myself. But if I fail, I learn from that. Right. And can move on and give it a better attempt. College college so far for me has not been a new experience for the most part. And for me, it hasn't really challenged me or taken me anywhere interesting Sort of to tie it back to YouTube, because I know yeah, YouTube podcast, we're talking about college, right. whatever. <laughs> but with YouTube, it was a lot different and it sort of encouraged a style of learning that I'm more familiar with of like post a video, 
watch over it, review over it, get the criticism you need, look at the views, the analytics, all that sort of stuff. If you do well, continue to make more of them, build on those successes. But if you fail, which so often happens at the beginning of YouTube channels, mm -hmm. then you learn from it. And immediately that knowledge is given to you simply based on the fact that you did it and you tried. There wasn't somebody telling you how to do it. There wasn't this long lecture period spent of how to do it. And even if there was, typically that was me researching it, right? That was me going out of my way to get that knowledge and exactly. information that I needed. And so you see, like, it creates two different environments. YouTube, I'm actively going out, searching for that knowledge, improving my craft, and getting better by experience. College, on the other hand, is me sitting in a room about a subject that I don't care about where I'm actively getting talked down to, to sort of learn it, which eventually won't even help in the long-term scale of things. It creates two different environments, and I appreciate YouTube. Uh, while it hasn't been the super successful thing for me, it has very often challenged me creatively, and I appreciate that every step of the way, mm -hmm. especially when I'm in college and I'm getting treated the exact opposite way over there. <laughs> no, I get you. It's the thing with college, the, the thing with education in, in general right now is that there's more often than not, not a true fell state because when you fell in something that's not education, you learn from it. You get back up, you try again, you get better, and nobody looks down at you like you were a piece of shit. If you Definitely. fell in school, whether it's a class, whether it's a project or a test or anything like that, you're automatically just said you're wrong and you're not encouraged to necessarily get better. It's more of a, you have to get better. You have to do better than, than what you did before. So right. like you said, you're kind of looked down upon. Um, and then it's also the whole, you know, like you said, like when it comes to like YouTube or learning things, like you were constantly learning things. You just had to look it up on your own. Sure. It's one of those things where you were encouraged to go out there and make your skills better. And you continuously are encouraged to make your skills better, be better at what you're doing. Meanwhile, in school, it's you are encouraged to do the, you know, the most minimal thing you need to do in order to pass. All right. And so it's, yeah, it, it's just very hard. Two different environments. Mm -hmm. I will say too, um, this may be contradictory depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. I would never want to be that guy to teach a YouTube seminar or like a lecture or whatever. Right. And I know we kind of like do a little bit of teaching on this podcast, but it's different because it's advice and it's not necessarily 100% right or wrong or whatever. Right. And we're still encouraging uh, exploration and experimentation and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned that several times, but I would hate trying to have a group of students in front of me wanting to learn YouTube and me just sitting there and lecturing them the whole time with the current system that we have. Right. Right. If, 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 if the current education system was like, Hey, we want you to teach YouTube to these group of people. Like let's say I'm famous or whatever. And they want me to teach there. Mm. I know very ego driven, but go with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, for me, like it would be soul crushing to I get you. sit up there in front of a podium and be like, all right, time to go to chapter one. Today we're going to talk about titles and thumbnails or, you know, <laughs> like that would kill me. Mm. I would honestly kill me. I would hate to rob someone of the experience I've had of learning that stuff. Or even if you don't find it out, 
actively researching it because it's your desire and your passion. You know, I feel like right. I'd be ripping people off for, you know, giving them information that they don't need. If you want to learn about it, go learn about it. You don't need me. You know? No, I get you like, completely. I'm not a, I'm not a figurehead. <laughs> I didn't go to YouTube college. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to do something like that. And the wrong way is what you described being a lecturer, having a PowerPoint being like, here's the very first step of creating a YouTube video and ex explaining all this stuff to a bunch of people that may or may not get something out of it. Um, and, and, and the problem with current educational system is that people are constantly put in classes that they don't care about. So obviously your, your job as a teacher is going to be more difficult than it, it could have been in the first place. But... Um, the right way to do a YouTube seminar or a YouTube class or whatever it may be is to offer it to people that are already involved in making a YouTube channel or trying to learn how to make a YouTube channel and then not teaching them stuff, but answering questions, Right. showing them your process, um, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. And that, you know, this is, should be in many skill-based classes and stuff like that. It's it's more often than not, people are lecturing people and that doesn't help them. Um, and it's, right. you know, it's one of the reasons I don't like going to class anymore now. I used to be, boy, I tell you, like elementary school, middle <laughs> school, I was like a nerd among nerds. Like I loved going to school. I loved doing my work. It was great. And then I just learned that I'm not really getting anything out of this because I could do all of this stuff that I'm learning in class on my own because of an, a book or the uh, internet. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I think your idea is also nice because rather than like sort of lecturing them, you're sort of there as sort of a helping figure, mm. uh, which I think gets rid of one of the major problems in that this whole like authority relationship between like master and like people or whatever. Right. Uh, I don't think helps the current system that we have. Not at all. Because like the goal, <laughs> if you're a teacher, the, the fun part about it shouldn't be that you like have an, have an authority over like younger people. Right. That like, isn't the drive hopefully. Right. Uh, it should be that you're here to sort of change lives. But the thing is, change is i think a lot of people think that change only happens uh one way right it's one person's decision and they go ahead and decide oh i'm gonna make a change today and do it mm -hmm. or, or someone tells them hey you have to make a change do it change very often is a process between multiple people Mm -hmm. And the way that happens is not by forcing people to change. It's not by getting on people. It's not by lecturing. It's being in that supportive role. It's Absolutely. being in that helpful role. Why do you think people like get fitness coaches? Certainly not to lecture them about why they're fat and why they need to like get skinnier, but no, to have like somebody there when you're running or when you're have dieting questions or when you don't understand a specific term or whatever, and you need that help. Like, I would love for a scenario where teachers were sort of places like, hey, I'm here if you need me, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a question or whatever, if you want to take things slower paced, I'm right here. But here's the thing. If you want to go ahead and actively figure it out yourself 
and you have the passion and willingness to do it, then fucking do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. right here. You know? Absolutely. And, and I know that wouldn't work because, like, they want grades and they want test scores and they want, like, you to be doing things each and every week. But, like, trying to fit a whole semester of material down to a schedule where you have to do things each week, I think just ruins things because each student learns at a different pace altogether. Mm-hmm. And very rarely does it match up with the schedule at all. Some pe- some students are going to learn faster and others are going to learn slower, but by forcing both of them to be in this time schedule that doesn't work, you don't benefit anybody. Exactly. You know? So it's the same know. reason why you can't, it's the same reason why I can't tell people what my schedule is as a YouTuber and expect them and be like, yeah, you can be successful at YouTube by scheduling out everything exactly the way I do it this way, this way, this way, this way. It's the same reason that's not going to work because, you know, like you said, cramming a bunch of material in a semester by scheduling it throughout different days. Like we all do different things differently. And it's, you know, I, I might, you know, I have a movie review that I need to get done in like a few days. Well, I got to watch the movie. I got to write the script. I got to record it and I got to edit it. Well, some people would be okay with doing it in one day. And I've done that before. Like I could do the entire thing in one day, but then other people are much more like, I've got to do this. You know, I got to watch this movie this day at this time slot that I have. And then tomorrow I'm going to do, you know, the script writing and stuff like that. And it's, it's funny when I hear like professors talk about papers to me, they're like, yeah, you should, you know, make sure you're working on this paper that's due at the end of the semester for the next couple of months. You should be, you know, scheduling out certain times to get it done. Meanwhile, I'm okay with doing my research early, but when I write that paper, I like getting it done in like one sitting if possible. So it's like people, people do different things differently. And it's especially true for YouTube. Yeah. Tying it back into YouTube again, it offers you that flexibility Mm -hmm. and such. And really any deadline you have is imposed on by yourself. You know, you're the one that puts your, puts yourself in those scenarios. And sometimes it's to challenge yourself, you know, right. The deadlines you create are a little bit different because usually deadlines in college are like, Oh, we got to get in these grades by this day because we got to turn them in. And you know, all these teachers have to have their stuff done by this certain date. So like the board can process them and all this other stuff and we can get it back to the state. You know, like the deadline you place for YouTube is something reasonable, mm-hmm. something that can be achieved, something that can challenge yourself and something that your viewers will appreciate as a result. Right. That's a healthy deadline. That's something that, you know, you can do and you can achieve and it's flexible. You know, exactly. uh, if you if you have a deadline for one week that you want to stick to, you can do that. But maybe next week you might want to change the deadline. You know, or maybe you try it out a month with this one schedule and you want to try to try a different one. You can mm-hmm. do that. There's a lot of room for YouTube uh, for experimentation and trying out new things. And while all of them are not guaranteed to work, I mean, there's definitely times where I've experimented on things and it doesn't go as according to plan. Same. <laughs> the point the point being, very rarely do you leave empty handed with you trying out something. You know, you you don't leave feeling frustrated you don't leave feeling like you've accomplished nothing you know Mm -hmm. you you did something it may have not have succeeded but there are lessons to learn from that there are lessons to learn from failure and oh we want to talk about something that i hate 
in terms of oh geez failure mm. in school is treated so poorly yeah no it opinion. is right you want to know the, the the best time i've had failing at something uh that wasn't just like life stuff what losing in castlevania <laughs> on the same stage no multiple attempts no over and over and uh. over and over and here's the thing here's the thing like that that in my opinion is failure done right it, oh, it's yeah. failure for a purpose right the whole the whole trial and error idea of gameplay of like if you try this thing so many times you'll eventually get better you'll have a couple of errors but you'll learn from it mm -hmm. you know that's what made the nes era of games so uh unique and so stand outish right the fact that like if you beat a boss in contra if you beat a boss in castlevania you felt satisfied and they never gave it to you right away very rarely are you gonna get lucky where you just beat something first try right no work on it you work on it you work on it you die and die and die and die but as long as you're willing to keep trying as long as you're willing to keep uh, putting in effort you'll succeed mm -hmm. eventually right but the important thing is failures are something to be learned from they're not heavily penalized and they're seen as a stepping stone rather than the end of the world let's take it to college whether it's a final exam or a big paper emphasized throughout the year. If you do not pass this paper, you won't pass the class or whatever deal, right? They put a lot of pressure on it, a lot of ordeal. There's no second chance on it. Once it's turned in, it's turned in and whatever. Hmm. To the point where you're not gonna get a learning experience out of that paper. Hmm. You're either Absolutely gonna pass not. it and feel like, okay, great, I'm done. Or you're gonna fail it and feel embarrassed and feel like you failed. You know, you felt like you, you had a horrible time, but you're not going to learn from that paper because there's no second chance. You're not going to learn from that mistake there. You're going to feel like a shitty human being. You're going to feel like this is the end of the road. You might have to repeat the fifth grade or whatever, or some shit like that. <sighs> no, I think you're right. It's, it's like when you fell a class in college, more often than not, unless it's a, unless it's a class in your major, after you fill that class, you can be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go take another class to fulfill this requirement, which means you literally learned nothing from that semester because they didn't give you the opportunity to learn anything just because you felt something. All right. And it's, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I, I hate the fact that failure is looked at in our education system and throughout our country and even other countries as well as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Failure is necessary. Failure is crucial to getting better, to succeeding, to achieving new heights. Without failure, none of that happens. So to sit here and be like, oh, you failed. This is the end of the road. You're, you're an awful person or whatever helps nobody. Mm. It honestly helps nobody. Don't go around acting like failure is the end of the world. Failure Failure is an opportunity to do better. But no, no one wants to treat it like that. We want to give failure this negative connotation. We want to be like, oh, if you fail, you know, you're not succeeding, you're failing, oh, boo-hoo, you know, like, you're never going to achieve anything in life because you failed here or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> failure is vital. No one gets it right their first fucking try. 
No one. Absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. And they're very rarely in, in, in college or stuff like that are you given that chance to experiment, to try something new, to go about it your own way. And if you fail, fail in a healthy environment to where you still have another chance to go back out there and learn from that mistake and do better than what you did before. I agree. And on the other side of things, if you're succeeding at everything and you always have succeeded at everything, then maybe you need to take a step back and look at exactly what you're doing because you might just be super complacent. Which means in like, the you know, the grand scheme of things, that ending success that you might be wanting, whatever it may be, maybe you're not working hard enough at it because you're not failing at anything. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, failure failure is crucial, everybody. Don't don't let people try to give you a negative stigma around it. Failure failure in some cases is more positive than success. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. That goes for other parts of life too, you know. If if at any time you feel sad or depressed, a lot of people were like, Oh, you're unhealthy or oh you're not you're not happy like the rest of us. You're not normal like the rest of us. Sadness is a very healthy part of life. <laughs> yeah. Sadness is crucial. Everybody freaking cries. Everybody goes through rough patches. And by sitting here and being like, oh, no, I'll just ignore it. I'll just pretend to be happy the whole time. You're setting yourself up for long-term depression and shit that will wreck you later in life. Treat those failures as an opportunity. Don't treat them as the end of the line. I agree. It's bullshit, anybody who tells you otherwise. <sighs> but yeah, YouTube or whatever. <laughs> YouTube. Go to YouTube. I mean, I guess What are your what are your thoughts on that? I don't I wanna I don't have any like I've talked for too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any other big thoughts I guess I can think of for today. Um I do just wanna say it's you know, when it comes to YouTube, it's I guess the bigger the bigger thing that I've kind of pulled out of our discussion today is you know, it can easily become your life when you get into it. And that's not a bad thing at all. And in many ways, sure. it's good. You, you got to remember that it's going to be hard. And that's okay because, like you said, you know, there's failure. And failure, you know, failure is inevitable if you're doing the right things. Failure will happen at some point. You're going to have to take risks that might result in failure. And that's okay. Just don't let it get you down. If you try it, you know, if you tried a video idea and it didn't work out as well as you had planned, well, at least you tried it. Um, you know, if you try a YouTube channel, it doesn't work out. At least you tried it. And, and in the bigger scheme of things, if you try doing YouTube in general and it just doesn't end up being the thing that you thought it was going to be, or it doesn't end up being the thing that you're going to be able to be successful at it. You know what? You still probably learn something from it. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where even though there are so many like big corporate issues with YouTube as a platform right now, and there's a lot of, you know, things that cause creators anxiety today, (laughs) including myself, Sure. There are so many valuable lessons that I think I've learned over the last six years just by making videos on this small little website. Right, right. 
life change. Absolutely. <laughs> not just <laughs> not just creative change, not just better videos, but like change as a person, you know. Right. And that's and that's stuff you you like can't put a price on. You can't you know, get it from just any particular place, you know. Exactly. It just comes at the right time and hopefully you're in the right scenario <laughs> and take that advice and learn from it. Uh, I should mention, just so people aren't getting the wrong idea, hmm. you know, this isn't this isn't me telling you that you should just be going out and failing every single day or whatever. Of course. You know, this isn't me. <laughs> this isn't me telling you that, like, oh, you know, I've, I've been, not been putting any effort in and I've failed, like, a whole semester or whatever. Like, oh, great, now I feel better about myself. Still put in effort, right? Still try. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, you still have to learn from your failure. You know, that that part comes in where you have to sort of rebuild, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. It's, one thing. it's, it's all right. about putting effort into something. And then if you fail, it's OK. You'll still be fine. Sure. Right. As long as you're continuing to put in that effort, as long as you're continuing to grow. Uh, the type of thing I was talking about is just if you try your best and you don't succeed, continue to try and try again. I mean, that's a phrase that like gets repeated everywhere, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, altogether. But yeah. Especially for YouTube as well. You bring up a good point. I mean, you know, whether you try a channel and doesn't work out or try a video and you don't work out, uh, take the experience and move on. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that experience is still valuable. That experience is still something that you can hold on to. That experience is unique and unique to you alone. Uh, that's something that you can remember and something that you can use later in life, even if it has nothing to do with YouTube or if you're on some other creative platform or you're an accountant or whatever, you know, <laughs> like I'm sure those skills will come up later in life. Who knows? Right. Like you'll figure something like everybody is going to find a lot their of life way to live. around. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. No, I just think it's cool what YouTube's done for me over the last few years. And even if I walk away from this in a year, two years, five years from now, and I just don't, even if it like ends up not being the thing that I was meant to do, um, you know, I still have gotten a lot of benefits out of it. And I walk away knowing that people cared about it, you know? All right. Don't feel like you were alone. Right. Like I'm looking at my analytics right now for the Savijan Games channel. It's amazing, like how much watch time I have over the past few years. Like people spent time, you know, spent their time, and it still like blows my mind that you know people spent time watching me, listening to me, and it's just it's weird, <laughs> but it's so gratifying. Sure, yeah, yeah, that, that that little bit of feedback can go a long way mm -hmm. in terms of what you end up doing, and sort of gives you a drive to continue. Absolutely. And comments are an even better form of that, too. <laughs> Speaking of comments. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. I, I, do you have anything else you want to add to the discussion, or do you want to go ahead and wrap it up with the comments? Yeah, let's just go ahead and go to the comments. Yeah, segue. Like I'll let that segue slide. <laughs> yes. For now. <laughs> so we got lucky. Yeah. So we have one comment from the patient. Do you want to read it or do you want me? Do you want me to? I, re I read the last one. So okay. you read this one. So patient says audio certainly sounds better. Now I can hear a slight bit of echo, but nothing too bad. She was referring to the 
audio problem from last time. Anyways, no pro- no paragraph today. Just want to say that I'm loving what you're doing with these podcasts, and I'm certainly learning things about YouTube I never knew. With the heart emoji. Oh, so emoji movie two confirmed. Yes. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Glad that yeah, I've Great. already gotten a couple of other messages from, from people talking about how much they enjoy it so far. So I'm I'm excited to see to see how the rest of the you know how the next few months go with us doing this and hopefully we'll be doing it on a weekly basis like the plan is. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Also, I'm at I'm at my granddad's house uh, with my microphone here, so if the audio kind of sounds similar to episode zero, it's because that one was also at my granddad's house. So yeah, maybe in similar audio. I don't know. It depends. Uh, I don't edit these, so. <laughs> I'll do my. I'm basically, best. I'm basically saying to blame Zach is what. That's I, exactly what, what you're that saying. Point I got you. It was just to throw you under the bus the whole Thanks. time. That was what it was. Thanks a lot. So yeah, even at even at 4:23 a.m. 5:23 a.m. Get on my level. All right, you're Eastern. you're an Eastern time. Yeah, boy. that's great. Um, time zones are fun. So I guess to wrap up this little shindig. Um, Sure. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Of course, Aiden's channel, Blue Couch Production, will be in the description. So you can go check that out. Check us out on social media. Leave us a like, comment, ask us questions. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Um, we, we really like that that open dialogue that we're going to be having with you guys. You know, I mentioned, sure. mentioned about a YouTube seminar thing earlier and how I would run it. That's exactly what we're doing here. If you have any comments or any <laughs> questions, we're here to respond. So, Exactly. We're here to take your topics and the like. I know this episode was kind of a, a rambly one, but it was late at night. And I felt like we said some good stuff, even if half of it was focused on college for the most part. Yeah. That was my fault for that entire tangent. I think it's important, After, though, especially for those students out there. So sure. They're... they're there's a lot of people in a similar situation, mm. I feel like. So Yeah. And we tied it back around to YouTube multiple times. Oh, so yeah. when it went strictly off topic, <laughs> I felt I felt like we did okay. But we'll have a we'll have an actual topic next week. Not sure what that's gonna be, but uh should be fun nevertheless. Leave your comments, leave your dialogue, leave your things that we said wrong in the comments below. Yeah. Should be fun. Cool stuff. Maximum cool. Yeah, right in it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot we had an ending. Uh, I've been Aiden. I've been Zach. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of another YouTube podcast. We're signing out. Episode two. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye bye.